With tax time right around the corner, we thought it was time to hear from one of the greatest CPAs in the country. And so this week's show is a rebroadcast from June 2009. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. One of the most taxing parts of this business is keeping track of the numbers. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the business of real estate, treating it like a business, and how you can pay as little in tax as legally possible. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. The Real Estate Guys podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. So you've just been given a brand new year. What are you going to do with it? Rather than let 2011 be a carbon copy of 2010, why not commit to make this year your best year yet? The Real Estate Guys are hosting a special conference call to action where we'll share some insights and ideas on how you can chart a course for success in the new year and ensure your next 10 years are the best they can be. We're calling it Designing Your Best Year Yet, Developing 2020 Hindsight in 2011, and it's free for our listeners. Russ and I will share some of the strategies and techniques that we use at the start of a new year, and we've invited two of the most successful real estate entrepreneurs we know to join us. Ken McElroy, author of the popular ABCs of Real Estate Investing and his new book, The Sleeping Giant, will share how to turn past failures into future successes. And the man Robert Kiyosaki calls the Waniac and one of the most creative thinkers on the planet, Wayne Palmer will give you some concrete ideas for stepping it up in 2011. For complete dial-in information, send an email to newyear at realestateguysradio.com. Don't let the negativity in the news bog you down. Make 2011 your best year yet. Email newyear at realestateguysradio.com for your personal invitation to the call. And Happy New Year from the Real Estate Guys. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Every week we talk real estate, and this week we've got a great show for you. First, let's meet our uh, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. How are you? I'm awesome. Great to be here in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's great. It's beautiful here. Beautiful sunshine, clear blue skies. This White is a clouds. This nice. is a nice place to be, and uh, we are honored to be recording today in the Rich Dad Studios. Uh, we've got uh, lots to cover today on the show. Really, we're talking about the business of real estate, and as you like to say, Russ, do the math, and the math will tell you what to do. Absolutely. You know, I got a chance to read the chapter that uh, our guest has uh, authored, and. Uh, it really resonated with me as I thought back on the things that we've struggled with most in our business and in our in our real estate investing, and having a good handle on the numbers and being able to make those decisions. You know, uh, when I first took accounting in college, the textbook was accounting the basis for business decisions. So you'd think I'd know. But it's so easy to get caught up in the doing and the deal making and the running the business and doing all the different things that you do. It's just awfully hard to slow down and, and want to sit down and, and digest the numbers and analyze the numbers and interpret the numbers and much less just do all the work you got to do to create the numbers in the first place. And I used to think you could delegate that safely, but you can't completely abdicate. You know, you got to you got to pay attention. And so uh, it's this is a topic that really hits home for me in a lot of different ways. You know, it's so important. Most people are not interested in that part of the business. They get excited about real estate for the wealth it can create and some of them for the art of the deal. And the whole concept of keeping your books and doing your taxes is something they just want to not think about except once a year. And then when they do, they want to just take the box full of receipts and hand it off to their, their CPA. But it's re you really need to be a lot more proactive than that. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and the thing is, how often do you see somebody that's a top earner? Think of a guy like Michael Jackson or some of these sports figures or some of these entertainers that are just artists and they work hard at what they do and they create incredible value and the world rewards them with huge amounts of wealth and then they lose it all or can't keep track of it or people get into their money because they're just not interested in that part of their lives. And unfortunately, that's what funds everything else. When you lose control of your numbers, you lose control of your business, your art, your or whatever it is you're doing, your life in a lot of ways. And so it's such a huge topic. And it's really, it's a lot, taxes is huge. I mean, it's a big part of it for sure, because you can save 30, 40% of your wealth if you manage your taxes right. But even beyond that, it's just keeping track of the numbers so you can know what's working and what's not working and where you need to make adjustments and things that you should dispose of and things you should do more of. And without, without the numbers, it's just hard to do that. Absolutely. And we have been on a quest to find a, an accountant who can actually speak, right? So many accountants are great at running the numbers and, and uh, understanding tax code and so forth. But for some reason, uh, it isn't. It doesn't seem to be within their realm to be able to communicate that, at least to the, the majority. And folks, we have found just the man. Uh, we'd like to introduce you to Tom Wheelwright, Certified Public Accountant. Hey, Tom. Hey, how's it going today? Great. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. And thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, it was hard to find one of the world's uh, right-brained accountants, but uh, here you are. Here I am, probably one of three. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Anytime we, we have uh, this topic, when we talk about taxes, um, one of the first requirements is that we find someone who actually get this, owns and invests in real estate. I know you've been doing that for some time. I have several years, actually, and, and I, quite honestly, owe it to Mr. Kiyosaki because I was, I've always been a consultant in the real estate area, and only when I met Robert did I actually become investor, an investor in real estate myself. What a great paradigm that is, for sure. Well, uh, maybe the audience doesn't realize this, but uh, you were one of the 22 contributing uh, authors to The Real Book of Real Estate that has just come out from Robert Kiyosaki. And in fact, uh, you wrote chapter one, The Business of Real Estate. Talk about that. Well, I've always said that all investing should be run like a business. And when you get the fundamentals down, when you actually think about real estate like a business, and, and have your team built and your systems and everything that goes around a business, once you do that, really investing in real estate is really easy. And it can be a lot of fun because then you can do the deals and you can do all these things without worrying about, is somebody taking my money? What's happening to my taxes? What's going on in my business? Is my property manager doing their job? When you get the foundation and the fundamentals down, it's like magic. It just works on its own. Well, and we're going to talk uh, today on the show about some of the uh, tangible tax benefits of real estate. But I think before you can even talk about taxes, uh, you really have to start with what you're trying to accomplish. Oh, definitely. You, you have to look at what's your strategy in the first place. I mean, that's, that's where it all begins is in your strategy. For example, are you going to invest in commercial real estate? Are you building for cash flow or are you building for capital appreciation? What's your goal? How much are you trying to accumulate? How fast are you trying to accumulate it? See, all of these things enter into your strategy. You even have to get down to what are your, what's your criteria for investing? Do I want to buy it below market value by 10%, 20%, 30%? Do I want it to cash flow 5%, 10%, break even? What do I want the cash flow to be? All of these little pieces of criteria, where do I want to invest? Once you get your criteria in order, think about how easy your investing is. Can I share an example with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I'm actually at a Rich Dad seminar. True story. I'm at a Rich Dad seminar about five years ago. And I get a phone call uh, during my break from my real estate agent. And he says, Tom, I've got a deal for you. I said, great. 
I said, does it meet my criteria? See, because he and I had already gone through the criteria. He knew exactly what it was I wanted, exactly where I wanted it located, what kind of cash flow, what kind of price, et cetera. He said, yeah, it meets your criteria. I said, that's all I need to know. I said, when do you need the money? He said, tomorrow. I said, I thought about it and go, yeah, I can do that. That was the end of the conversation. That's how long it took me to buy that piece of real estate. As opposed to the typical investor, what do they do? They go out there and every single deal they have to analyze to death. Oh, okay, I've got to look at this. I've got to look at that. I've got, you know, oh, I, I don't know. Should I, should I be at 10% below market? Is that enough for me? Well, if you already made those decisions up front, that's what a strategy is about. When you, if you've already made those decisions up front, all you have to do is look at the numbers, make sure the numbers are accurate, do your due diligence, and then you're done. Then it's a yes, no question. So instead of a three-week pain process, right. terribly painful, it's a three-minute phone call. Well, it's just like, you know, it's like learning to type. If you'll spend the time up front to learn the skill, it saves you tons of hours later and a lot of misspellings, right? In this case, if you'll take some time to figure out what you really want to accomplish as an investor, what your strategy needs to be, then it's easy to see if a deal fits or not. I can completely relate to what you're saying. We see people all the time that get all excited about real estate investing, and then any deal with a fast-talking salesman sounds like a good deal. But if you have a criteria, if you have a strategy, then it's easy to say, is it a, is it a yes or no? How do you get to that? How do you develop that strategy? Well, you have to start by looking at what is it that you enjoy doing? You know, what, what do you like doing? Because you have to start with what kind of real estate am I going to invest in? All right, am I going to invest in single family homes? Am, am I going to invest in duplexes, fourplexes, uh, multifamily? Am I going to invest in commercial, industrial, oil and gas, which actually is a type of real estate? What kind of real estate am I going to invest in? The way we help people decide whether to invest in a particular type of real estate is really by looking at what is it you enjoy doing? What is it and, and what are your goals for the real estate? See, for example, you might have one person who says, I really like working with tenants. I have a, I have a client, a, a good friend who's a big real estate investor. She loves working with her tenants. She loves teaching her tenants how to be better tenants. She gets them, actually teaches them how to buy real estate. She loves running multifamily projects because she loves the tenants. There are other people I know who just think tenant is like the worst word in the world. They hate tenants, right. okay? So those people might be better with an industrial project where they have a single tenant. See, so we have to look at what are we interested in because whatever we're interested in, that's the area we're gonna spend the time in, that we're gonna be focused on, and we're gonna enjoy doing. I mean, why not enjoy doing what you're doing? You know, why not enjoy your investing? Absolutely. Don't do it just for the money. Anybody who invests for the money, solely for the money, I, I think they're making a big mistake. I think you have to invest in something that you enjoy doing. Uh, i give you another example. I, I've had, I have a lot of people who, um, a lot of clients who do stock trading. Yep. All right? And people will ask me, well, Tom, you understand stock trading? And I said, yeah. And I, they say, well, you could make like 10% a month stock trading. I said, yeah, I probably could. Well, why don't you do it? I said, because 30 seconds in front of a computer doing stock trading, and I'm bored to tears. Yeah. So, that's not a good investment for me. Real estate's a much better investment for me because there's a lot of transactions, a lot of people, a lot of communication, and that's what I enjoy doing. So real estate makes sense for me and particular types of real estate where I have a lot of involvement with the deal making makes a lot of sense for me because I like making deals. Stock trading wouldn't make any sense for me. And the same thing is true with our listeners out here. Our listeners, some listeners will will want to have really very little to do with the real estate. So what do they want to do? They probably want to invest in a real estate syndication, right? So they, they just want true passive type of investment. 
Others want to really get involved in and they want high capital appreciation, so they might want to be in single family homes. See, so it's just a matter of start with where you like investing. What do you like doing? Set your criteria from there. Then you determine, okay, I like this kind of investing. I like commercial property. I want to do it myself. I want to be in control. Okay, now we can start looking at criteria. How do we build the criteria? And then we can go on from, from there to team and systems and so on. Well, and, and really to implement that, what, what you've chosen as your strategy, you do, you do need a team. And, and you speak to this uh, in the book, obviously, uh, that it takes a team of people. And, and to just have the example that you gave us shows that you have a team that you've put in place that understands what you're trying to accomplish and that you trust. Yeah, it, exactly. A, a team is the difference between spending 30 hours a week and spending 30 minutes a week on your investing, truly. Uh, my team is so good, I spend no more than an hour a week on my real estate investing. It's truly passive to me because all I have to do is make a decision, sign a contract, and I'm done. That's it. Because my team handles the property management, they handle the, the finding the real estate, they handle the selling the real estate, they handle all the aspects of the real estate. And what I get from them, which I talk about in, in the book, is the reporting. See, that's where having the right team in place is good. You have to manage that team. How do you manage that team? Really the absolutely sole way to really effectively manage a team is with good reporting. Well, and ultimately, this is the purpose of accounting, is to know what your numbers are so that you can make the right decisions. That's right. And, and there's really two aspects to that. One is having the accurate numbers. Now, most people, that's the biggest issue. They, they have no idea what the numbers are because their idea is, well, you know, I want to do the deal. I want to do the real estate. I'm not going to worry about this until tax time. Well, if that's true, then that means that the only person who gets benefit of your numbers is the IRS. Is that really what you want? Or would you rather have yourself get benefit of those numbers and keep them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis so that they're accurate all the time so that you can get good information and make good decisions. That is gold right there. Our guest is Tom Wheelwright, certified public accountant. We're talking about the business of real estate. When we come back, we'll find out uh, some of the tax advantages uh, that real estate holds that other investments don't. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Equity happens. Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of The Real Estate Guys, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One of my favorite books by Chris Widener is available. It's called The Angel Inside, Michelangelo's Secrets for Following Your Passion and Finding Work You Love. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys. Hi, this is Bob Helms. They call me the godfather of real estate, mostly because I've been investing longer than the average Joe, since 1957 to be exact. Back when I started out, investing was pretty simple. Even so, I made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I can't imagine getting into this game today without some help. That's why I'm inviting you to check out the Real Estate Guys Investor Mentoring Club. There are three locations to choose from, Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, and Dallas, Texas. To find out when and where, just send an email to guys 
at realestateguysradio.com or use the feedback page on the website at realestateguysradio.com. Tell them the Godfather sent you. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program heard every weekend on this fine station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking today about the business of real estate, knowing the numbers, and we're going to get into taxes only because uh, we are fortunate enough to have Tom Wheelwright with us. He is a uh, certified public accountant uh, for more than a quarter century now helping clients uh, to uh, build wealth and pay less taxes. Uh, thanks again, Tom, for uh, for being with us today on the show. Uh, thanks again for having me, and thanks again for letting everybody know just how old I am. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, you wouldn't know it, right? So, uh, it, but you know, it really, there's certain uh, professions where you want someone who's been there and done it and seen, you know, lots of different situations, lots of different marketplaces. And I think that speaks a great deal to uh, to what you've accomplished in your business. And, and you know, for, for many people, the real estate is what the, what's the exciting part, right? It's not the numbers, but it is crucial that you understand uh, the way the numbers work. I think, uh, you know, what you talked about right before the break is just so crucial that if, if your mindset is just to do your numbers once a year for the IRS, then that's who you're doing the numbers for. That's not why you really need to keep track. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. What you really want to keep track is so that you can make good decisions. For example, if you don't know what your cash flow is from your real estate, how do you know if you want to keep your real estate? If you don't know what the values are of your real estate on an ongoing basis, how do you know whether you want to keep the real estate? How do you know, you know, it's one thing to buy the real estate and that's where your strategy comes in. It's another thing to sell your real estate or to manage your real estate. Let's say that your property manager is stealing from you. Now, this is not an unusual situation. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are listeners out there that they absolutely go, oh, that's what happened to me. That's exactly right. That happens a lot. Why? Because they're not getting the right reports. They're not, the property management reports, just as a general rule, are horrible. Okay, they give us some raw data, that's all they give us. And so what we have to do is we either have to work with our property manager to get us a better report, or we have to take those raw, that raw number and we have to put that and create our own report. Now see, that's where a good accountant, somebody who can actually help you create a report that's actually meaningful to you. See, because reporting has to be, it's, it's, it has to be something that you like seeing. Okay, so for example, there are some people who they want all the details right every single detail I have I have staff on, in, in my firm that they want all the details they love all the details, and they'll tell you all the details and I'll just tell them be quiet I don't want to hear all the details that's not what I'm interested in I want to hear what's the result and so you want a report that speaks to you if you're one of these people who wants every single number make sure your report has all those details in it if you're one of these people like me who wants to a synopsis and wants to see a picture of it make sure you, the report is built so you get a picture of it and then if you see something that's off then you can drill down into the detail you really want that report that speaks to you the other thing you want in, rep in reporting is you want reporting that is meaningful to you okay the reporting that goes to the IRS is not reporting that's meaningful to you it's meaningful to your bank. Quite honestly, it's not really the information that's the most important to your bank. A financial statement is important to your bank, right? They want to know the income statement and the balance sheet. One of the things I talk about in the book is that the most important statement you want is the statement of cash flows. In other words, not just how much cash do I have, you should know that by your bank account. Where's the, where'd the cash come from? Where'd it go? 
what's happening to it? You know, did it go to investing? Is it coming from a loan? I might have a lot of cash in my, in my bank account and it might have come out of loans. And so my income might be horrible and my cash balance high. So see, if we don't have that kind of reporting, we really don't know where we stand. And, and the reality is, as we all know, that uh, many real estate investors don't have good reporting. As you were saying earlier, uh, you know, before we started talking, Robert, that what will happen is people will bring all the receipts in, they'll handle their CPA and say, you handle my accounting. Well, your accountant really can't handle your accounting. Your accountant can put the numbers together you have to handle your accounting. There is a certain level of knowledge that every investor has to have, both about their numbers and about the tax laws, in order to make appropriate decisions, to make good decisions, because that's really what this real estate business is all about, right? It's making good decisions. When you make good decisions, the money just flows in. You know, it's interesting, as, as I listen to you talk, Tom, it, it has become clear to me that really, if you do this right, if you keep the right records and your accountant helps in this regard, that having what you need for your taxes is just a byproduct. That, that's exactly right. In fact, when, when we work with our, with our investor clients, we work with them on a monthly basis. So we've, we're looking at their books on a monthly basis. So when the tax time comes around, all we have to do is transfer Actually, it's push a button. We transfer that information in tax return. Tax return's done. All that information's there. It's accurate. It's it's giving them good numbers. Gives the IRS good numbers. We can plan. Because another another big myth that I hear all the time is, you know, my accountant handles my taxes. Yeah. Well, your accountant can't handle your taxes. Your accountant can report your taxes to the IRS. The reality is, is you're the only one who can handle your taxes because every single transaction that you do every single day. Every time you spend money, every time money comes in the door, there's a tax effect to that money. And so wouldn't you rather have that tax effect be a good one, in other words, as little tax as possible, than having it be one that you don't have any control over? So one of the things that we, we talk to our clients all, all the time about is you need to take control of your finances and of your taxes. Don't let somebody else control it for you. That, you know, that, that, that's ridiculous. Letting somebody else control it. It's like, if you owned a business, would you turn that over to a stranger to run your business? No way. Of course not. And yet most people will turn their taxes over to somebody and say, just handle it. Or they'll turn their finances, their, their investments over to somebody and just say, handle it. Really? I mean, to me, if you could control it yourself without too much of a headache, okay, without it being too difficult, wouldn't you rather take control of your own life and control of your own finances, your control of your own taxes, and actually know where you stand all the time and being able to actually have control over what goes on? Well, especially if you understand that if you'll take the time up front to organize your business, think through your strategy, that you can be a successful real estate investor in just an hour a week. It doesn't have to take your whole life. No, it really doesn't. Now, you know, I, I always tell people it, it's simple, it's not easy. Yeah. Right? It's simple because the, the concepts are the same for any business, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's uh, stock trading, whether it's, uh, you know, widgets that we're manufacturing. The fundamentals of business are the fundamentals of business. That's the way they are. And you can apply them to the real estate investing. This is what most people have an idea that investing is different from business. It's not. It's exactly the same. And when you see a business run, you take a huge business like Microsoft, for example. How does somebody run a multi-billion dollar business? Well, they don't have any more time in the day than you or I. Right. They have the systems in place, they have the fundamentals in place, they have the foundation in place, and they've taken time to build that because without that, there's no way they could run it.
Yeah, exactly. And and really, this is a mind shift. A lot of real estate investors, especially when they're starting out, they think, ah, it's just something I'm going to do you know, for a couple of weekends, buy a property, then forget about it. You have to start with a, a change in your mindset. You have to treat it like a business. It, you really, it, it's just essential you treat it as business because if you don't, you'll spend a lot of time. You'll make very little money. Most people will lose money. We, we've all heard people come to us and say, I can't believe you're investing in real estate. Right. I lost my shirt in real estate. Well, especially right now, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of people, oh, I lost my shirt in real estate. Why did they lose their shirt in real estate? Because they didn't establish the foundation of a business and they didn't establish their criteria and they didn't follow their criteria. I've seen, unfortunately, I even have clients who were investing in real estate for several years and what happened was they got away from their criteria. Okay, they had the criteria, they got away from it. Which it's tempting to do sometimes. Very tempting to do. When you see, like in, in Phoenix a couple of years ago, real estate prices went up 50% in one year. Right. Well, when you see that happen, you get greedy, right? Oh, wow, it's gonna, it did 50% this year. What'll it do next year? Well, next year it crashed, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the thing about hindsight. <laughs> that, that's what happens. So what you, what you have to do is when you have that foundation and you stick to it, you really can't lose. Now, will you make a little less money than maybe some speculator who's out there and, and, and hits the big one? Yes, but that's the difference between gambling and investing. Yeah, that's huge. Right, I mean, the investor, especially the business owner investor, okay, that's what I call them, the business owner investor. This is the investor that has all the systems in place, has internal controls in place. In other words, they have controls over their property manager and other people on their team so that they can't steal their money. Nobody likes, nobody likes somebody stealing their money and we all like to be able to sleep at night. And here's what gets back to the fundamentals of the business, including the reporting, the numbers, the taxes. When we have all that in place, guess what? We can sleep like a baby. We don't have to worry about the market. We don't have to worry about our tenants. We don't have to worry about our team members. And we don't have to worry about the IRS. Well, let's talk about taxes for a minute. Obviously, this is uh, a, an area that you spend a lot of time in. Uh, for most people, it is absolutely overwhelming to think about the tax code being 5,000 plus pages. But uh, I, I think you have a way of breaking that down that uh, the listeners are going to find interesting. Well, you know, the, the tax law really is not that difficult in concept. The, the framers of the tax law really have a very simple framework in mind. Here's, here's how to think about it. There's about 30 pages of the tax law that raise taxes. Okay, that's it. Okay. In fact, to be, to, to be honest, there's one line. And that one line says, all income is taxable unless we say otherwise. Okay. Okay, that, that, that's true. I mean, that, that, that's what it says. And then there's a, a bunch of pages that give the rates of the taxes, right? Okay, so that's raising taxes. That's 30 pages. Then there's another 400 pages that are how to defer your taxes to a later date. Okay, IRAs, 401ks, pension plans, profit sharing plans. Okay, well, what about the other 5,270 pages? Right. Well, that's all entirely dedicated to reducing your taxes permanently. It's entirely dedicated to permanent tax reduction. And it just tells you the rules for permanently reducing your taxes. All right, well, we're going to talk about some of that when we come back, and we're going to play Real Estate Trivia. That's your chance to win a copy of Robert Kiyosaki's new book, The Real Book of Real Estate. Tom has written Chapter 1 of that book, and it can be yours uh, right after we get back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Hey, Russ, guess what? Uh, the real estate market is hot again? Oh, Russ, the real estate market is always hot if you know where to look. No, it's something even better. Really? What is it? Well, thanks to our amazing listeners, we continue to be one of the most downloaded real estate shows on iTunes week after week. That is great. 
So what are we going to do about it? Well, I thought we should let our listeners know that there's more to the Real Estate Guys than just our weekly broadcast. Yeah, like our website at realestateguysradio.com where they can read our blog. Great start. And if they're still hungry for more, there's our Backstage Pass with members-only access to additional content, backstage interviews, and our monthly audio mentoring club. Plus, Backstage Pass members get priority access and special discounts to our live events, field trips, and the annual Investor Summit. So come backstage, go to realestateguysradio.com and click on the Backstage Stage Pass logo. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Listen up. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. We hope you are enjoying this rebroadcast of our interview with Tom Wheelwright from June 2009. It is time now to play Real Estate Trivia. That's right, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. And this week, we're going to give you a copy of The Real Book of Real Estate by Robert Kiyosaki and all of his contributing authors, including... Tom Wheelwright. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. As soon as you hear the question, know the answer. Send us your best guess along with your mailing address to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer will get a copy of the real book of real estate and we'll give away another copy. We'll take all of the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second copy of the book. Before we get to today's real estate trivia question, last week on Ask the Guys, our trivia question was, what U.S. state is less than thrilled to be known as the vermin state? The answer, New Mexico. New Mexico, the vermin state. Sorry about that. Here's our question for this week. Where was the first suspension bridge in the U.S. located? Yep, the first suspension bridge in the U.S. Where was it? If you know the answer or want to take a guess, then quickly fire off an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. And you can be the proud owner of The Real Book of Real Estate with all the great authors, Ken McElroy, Garrett Sutton, Wayne Palmer, and our guest today, Tom Wheelwright. And Tom Wheelwright is more than just a tax professional. He really is a wealth coach. Well, and most accountants really don't do that. Right. I mean, that that's the reality. Accountants tend as, as a... a you know, my friend Robert Kiyosaki says, he says, accounts tend to live in the past. Yeah. Okay. What we want to do and the way we're different at, at, at ProVision, our company, is we want to help people live for the future. We're looking at their dreams. We're starting with what are your dreams? Where are you today? And let's build a comprehensive plan, a strategy in order to build your wealth. And once you build that strategy and you have the coaching to go along with it, you know, so that, you know, you don't know all this information. Well, where are you going to get all this information? You don't need to know everything. You don't need to know all the details. You need to know enough so that you know what to delegate, how to delegate it, what team members should be on, on board, what their position description should be, what systems should be in place. Well, if you have a good coach to do that, then the coach can coach you through that. Now, who better to coach you through that than a CPA who's seen thousands of businesses, thousands of different real estate, particularly somebody who's an expert in the real estate area, and been able to look at all these different problems and all the issues and all the downfalls that people have had, and then bring that all together, have the best of the best, and actually give you advice, not just coaching, but also advice. So it's a combination. What makes our coaching so unique is 
it's a combination of advice and coaching. That's great. And then back with the knowledge of years of practice in, in uh, this area, which is arguably one of the most important areas that we have, right? I mean, yeah, you want to buy in a great marketplace. And other chapters in the book talk about uh, finding the right markets, the right kind of deals, uh, doing your due diligence, making sure it all adds up, right? But it, it really, I think the reason uh, that Robert chose you, Tom, for, for chapter number one is this is such an important part of the foundational idea of being a real estate investor it, it, it's essential you know I, again it's it's a matter of what do you want to be doing with your time do you want to really be spending your time fixing toilets I've never heard anybody that that was their goal in life was to fix <laughs> toilets okay most of my properties I've never seen yeah I don't ever want to see them I'm in it for the money it's as simple as that I'm in it for the money I want my team I want the systems to work you know my my favorite business in the world is McDonald's and the reason it is is because and I go no matter where I'm traveling if I'm in Paris or or uh, Sydney Australia it doesn't matter I'm gonna stop in the McDonald's because I want to test their consistency and it's amazing you've got 16 year olds running a multi-billion dollar company why because they have systems in place the systems are all there the strategy is all there everybody knows and who's supervising those 16 year olds 21 year olds right how do they do that well why can't you do that in your own business and and the reality is you can now it takes some education takes some knowledge takes some coaching some advice realistically it take you a year or two to really build that foundation get everything right once you get that done you're off and running and you'll just multiply so fast it's exponential so obviously if I'm the quarterback of my team and I'm gonna have a broker and I'm gonna have a mortgage professional I'm gonna have attorney I'm gonna have a property manager I'm gonna have an accountant I'm the one running it how much do I need to know about the tax side well you need to know enough so that you know what's going to happen or what could happen anytime you enter into a transaction okay so you want to have the fundamentals of the tax law the the fundamental principles you have to know the rules it's it's a little like if you're playing golf and you break a rule what happens you get a penalty right right it's usually one stroke two strokes well most people don't know the tax rules and what happens when they don't know the rules is they get a penalty only instead of a, a stroke or two it's thousands of dollars either in overpaying taxes which is most people we find most real estate investors and business owners overpay their taxes by 10 to 40 percent wow 10 to 40 percent and the reason i know that is because we have new clients coming to us every day and i'm looking at their tax return and i'm going wow you're overpaying your taxes by 10 to 40 percent i mean i've gone I, I was looking at one just yesterday and my uh our wealth advisor who who does does the initial coaching with them she sent me their tax returns so well what can you tell me that I can tell them about their taxes? I said, well, and I rattled off, and it took me about five minutes, and I rattled off seven different things that in total would probably have saved them $35,000 a year wow. in taxes. And these aren't wealthy people. These are people where $35,000 a year is a lot of money to them. Now, the reality is, okay, everybody should listen to this one. Write this down. The reality is, if you're a serious real estate investor, you should never be paying taxes on your real estate. Well, I better say that again. If you're a serious real estate investor, you should never be paying taxes on your real estate. There's really no reason for it. The answer to, uh, to paying taxes might be buying more real estate. Right. Okay. As long as you're doing it the right way, as long as you understand the basics, understand the, the, the fundamental concepts of how the tax laws work, then real estate is a great tax shelter. Well, it sure is. And I think let's talk about what some of the specific things are that real estate offers on the tax side that other investments don't. Well, sure. I mean, of course, like any business, let's get back to the business of real estate here. Real estate's a business, and so you have business deductions. 
Okay, so for example, could your travel, meals, and entertainment be deductible? Yes, they could be. Could your car be deductible? Yes, it could be. Could you have a home office? Yes, you could. Could any expense be deductible? In the right circumstances, it can. Well, you give a great example in the book. You talk about the fact that you and your wife are in the business together and you often go out to eat. And how many times do a husband and wife that are working together or at least own real estate together going to not talk about the real estate, right? Exactly. I, I, I've never met any couple, whether even if only one of them was really primarily involved in real estate, what, what do you do? Well, my wife's, a, my wife's a music teacher. She doesn't like real estate. She's a perfect person to bounce things off of. Right. So every time we go to dinner, we're talking about the business, either either my CPA business or real estate. So that's what, and, and so it qualifies. I mean, we are talking about business. She really does help me. And so it's a true business discussion. We get those meals deductible. Now, another- Well, that, well that's, that's, that's brilliant. Most people think that somehow writing off a, a meal is, is cheating. But it's not. When do you have time to sit face to face with you when you both have busy days to really talk? It's over a meal, so the IRS provides for that being a legitimate deduction. Right. That actually goes to, to the, the one of the fundamental concepts of how the tax law works. Now, I'm a big, big believer that if you understand how the tax law works, what the whole framework is of the tax law, then it's really easy to use it to your advantage. The number one thing to remember is that those 5,270 pages okay, are there to actually incentivize, actually encourage people to invest a certain way, to have certain activities, okay, to do certain activities. One thing, why? Because the government actually understands. Now, I'm not talking about the IRS. I'm talking about Congress, okay? They understand that the more wealth you accumulate, the more taxes you're going to pay down the road. Eventually, right. They're good with that, right. okay? What are they doing right now? They're creating huge amounts of debt. How are they going to pay for that? Well, guess what? They're relying on us, on the real estate investors and business owners, to create enough wealth down the road in order to pay off that debt. And the way they do that is they give us incentives in the tax law. I'll give you a perfect one in real estate. Real est the biggest incentive in real estate, of course, is depreciation. Yep. Okay, depreciation is a non-cash expense that we get a deduction for. It's not like the real estate's going down in value in normal market, right? right? It's not actually losing value. It's not wearing out. I mean, real estate really wears out extremely slowly. And we have buildings that have been around for hundreds and thousands of years, right? right? So what do we get? We get this, it's really just a bonus. It's a gift from Congress that quite honestly, most real estate investors do not take advantage of the right way. Every time I see a real estate investor tax return, the first thing I look at is their depreciation schedule, and I would honestly say 99 out of 100 have not taken enough depreciation. Wow. So depreciation, obviously huge. You need to understand that, that it's a credit for the deterioration of the improvements on the property. That's the, the stuff you work with your accountant to figure out how much is the land and how much is the improvement and how much can you deduct. But it's one of the greatest deductions that we have. Oh, it, it, it's one of the things that real estate has that most businesses don't have. Now, businesses will have depreciation too on their equipment. The difference is, is that equipment actually goes down in value over time, whereas real estate is going up in value, and yet we're still getting deduction as if it were going down in value. Now, talk for just a minute about accelerated depreciation or cost segregation in real estate. Well, that's, that's the, you hit, right, hit it right on the button there, Robert, because cost segregation is something that most people don't do and most should do. Now, not everybody should. If you've got a $100,000 single family home, it may be more expensive to do the cost segregation than the tax the, the benefit savings, from it, yeah. right? I would say though, if you have 10 single family homes, 
it's probably worthwhile having cost segregation done. Or if you certainly multifamily and commercial, you definitely should. Now, cost segregation is simply a matter of evaluating what it is you're buying. Okay, when you buy a piece of real estate, what do you buy? Well, you buy the land, you buy the building, you also buy everything on the land and in the building. Now that's the key. The land, we don't depreciate land. Even Congress understands that land doesn't go down in value right. and wear out. The building, yes, it's going to wear out eventually and Congress typically gives us anywhere from 27 and a half to 39 years you know, of, of life in order to depreciate that. That's the building, but that's really just the shell. What about all the things that go in the building? What about, take a single family home for a very simple example. What about your ceiling fans? What about your, your carpet? What about your cabinets? What about your uh, drapes or your blinds? Uh, what about uh, all, uh, a lot of your fixtures? Now there are certain things that you, you can't segregate out like your toilet or like your air conditioning, okay? Those are required in order for the building to work. Yeah. But Cabinets aren't, dishwashers aren't, refrigerators aren't, and if you do the right kind of a cost segregation, or another word for it is chattel appraisal, then you actually get all the wiring that goes to it, all the things that go into actually installing that. And that's where people miss out, because they may pick up the refrigerator and the dishwasher, they don't pick all of the extra expenses. We find that on a typical commercial property, we might pull out as much as 30 to 60% of the cost of the building into faster depreciating property. Okay, and by faster, I mean it's the difference between 39 years and five years. So think about that difference. You know, 39 years, that's about two and a half percent. Yep. Five years, that's like 20%. So you've got, what, 10 times as much depreciation almost by doing that cost segregation. So it's a huge amount of money. Well, obviously you're not depreciating any more in total, right? right. You're just depreciating faster. Faster. Still, what's great about it is, most real estate investors are, real, are investing in more real estate all the time. And so every time you buy that piece of real estate, you do that cost segregation, you get that accelerated depreciation, and as, as long as you're continuing to buy real estate, you're never gonna run out. And so you can end up, literally, this is why a good real estate investor with a good tax accountant will never pay taxes on the real estate because they'll take this cost segregation, which those losses, if done right, will offset other income from other ventures, right? Not just the income from the real estate. And you'll be able to, down the road, do what's called a 1031 exchange or a like kind exchange, and you'll never pay taxes on the gain either. There you go. So, you know, especially when you combine this with a wealth strategy, you have to look at most people want to accumulate income in the early years, accumulate wealth, and then in the later years, they want cash flow, right? Yep. So, what's great about if it's okay, I go into 1031 exchange sure. here, because this is another great real estate tax benefit. What's great about 1031 exchange with real estate is it doesn't matter what kind of property. Well, and, and let's talk about the 1031. This is the ability to sell a property and buy another property without paying tax on the gain from the first property and starting over on the next property. That's exactly right. Uh, I, <laughs> I had a great example. I had a client call me uh, a couple of years ago, and he still tells this story every chance he gets. He says, he, he called me, he called me about, uh, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, he says, says, Tom, I'm selling a piece of real estate today, and you know, I hadn't really thought, I, I probably should talk to you about this. I said, you're closing today. He says, yeah, I am. I said, what are you gonna do with the money? Well, I'm gonna buy another piece of real estate. I said, well, you should do a 1031 exchange. I said, is your seller willing to work with you? And do you think you could get something done? He says, yeah, in four hours. He wow. got the, all the documents changed. He got the qualified intermediary, which you have to have. Yep. Just tuck that aside. You have to have the qualified intermediary. He got it all set up. 
He saved $20,000 on a small real estate deal in taxes just by doing a 1031 exchange. Now, what I love about the 1031 exchange is not only can I def defer those taxes, when I die, those taxes go away permanently. Because I get a step up in basis, that property actually gets a step up in basis to its fair market value at my date of death. I never pay taxes on that income. So it, it's like free money. It's, it's a permanent tax reduction if done right. And you can exchange like highly appreciating property for high cash flow property. There's, right. there's no restriction on what type of property you exchange for when it comes to real estate. Or a property where you've taken most of the depreciation, and one of the reasons to do 1031 might be to start over. Right. Well, you can somewhat start over. You might just get into a, a bigger property or a more expensive property because the reality is you, you've increased your equity, right? Well, when you increase that equity and you might put a bigger loan on it, you can actually end up, yes, with more basis in that new property, more to depreciate because you've, you've bought more property. You know, you've got, you, you just spent more money on it. Our guest today is Tom Wheelwright, certified public accountant, also one of the co-authors of the new book, The Real Book of Real Estate by Robert Kiyosaki. More from the Real Estate Guys when we come back from Scottsdale, Arizona. Stay with us. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. All aboard. It's your last call to set sail with The Real Estate Guys on the ninth annual Investor Summit at Sea. More than just a cruise, it's an educational cornucopia where you learn ideas and strategies and forge relationships that will propel your real estate investing. During our days at sea, you'll attend seminars, workshops, group discussions, and roundtables about real estate. On our days in port, you'll have a blast taking in the sights, shopping, and working on your tan. Aboard ship, you'll enjoy first-class dining, awesome entertainment, 24-hour room service, and plenty of fun. Unwind in the piano bar, check out the casino action, or stay in touch at the Internet Cafe. And bring the kids. They'll love the organized activities for ages 2 to 17, while you hang out with the real estate guys and an amazing faculty for a week you'll never forget. We depart from Port Lauderdale April 4th for St. Martin, St. Lucia, and St. Kitts Nevis, returning April 12th. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more. This event is almost sold out, so don't delay. That's realestateguysradio.com and click Summit or call 888-489-7723, extension 2, to talk with our cruise specialist, Mary Lynn. She'll answer all your questions and get you one of the last spots. That's 888-489-7723, extension 2. Don't miss the boat. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We're talking today with CPA Tom Wheelwright. And uh, great stuff, Tom. Just as, This is awesome. In fact, uh, we, this is one of those cases where I wish we had two shows to do. Uh, but what we, do, what we are going to do, uh, for those of you that are interested in learning more about taxation, uh, and, and especially this concept, Tom has a great concept, which is basically why why defer taxes, which a lot of CPAs spend their time teaching people, when you can eliminate them completely? So we're going to do a special interview segment that will be available on our website at realestateguysradio.com uh, with Tom. But, but Tom, in, in our last few minutes here uh, together, um, you know, one of the things that, that people are saying about uh, the book that's coming out from Robert Kiyosaki is, wow, this is an amazing book, lots of information. What a terrible time to buy real estate. Where, where, where do you feel like the market is and this book coming out and, and uh, talking about about 
uh, real estate investing? Well, the terrible time to re buy real estate was three years ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> what do the best investors do? They buy low and sell high. What do the worst do? They, they buy high and sell low, right? Right. So this is actually the worst time to sell real estate, the best time to buy real estate. You know, I, I was talking about the criteria earlier on, right? Yep. Your criteria, and most people have a criteria buying under market. Well, now you can buy under market by 60, 70% under market. Why wouldn't you buy real estate now? And then, you know, people have concerns, well, what about financing? Well, there's so many creative ways to do this. It doesn't matter that the bank won't finance it, the seller might finance it, there's all sorts of different financing. Now's the time, better than ever in, in, in my mind, to be buying real estate, be, and again, sticking with your fundamentals. As long as you have those fundamentals down, you have that criteria down, you've worked with your wealth coach on it, then you're not going to have any problem with your real estate. Uh, and, and right now, you've got great cash flowing real estate to boot. Now, you know what, Tom? It is pretty clear to any of our listeners that you're not the average accountant and uh, obviously very passionate about this. Tell us a little about ProVision and how you help clients. How does that process work? Well, ProVision, you can, you can find us at ProVisionWealth.com or you can contact us at CS, Charlie Samuel, at ProVisionWealth.com or call our office, 866-467-5809. That's 866-467-5809. And we're happy to help anybody. We work by phone, fax, and email with people all over the world, particularly real estate investors because about 80% of our clients are real estate investors. That's, that's my background. That's my passion, as you can probably tell. I love real estate investors because I love what you can do from a tax standpoint and from a wealth building standpoint. So what we do is we actually look at tax as an integral part of the wealth building process. The reality is, how are you ever going to reach your dreams if you're spending 40 to 50% of your money in taxes? So you've got to take those taxes. When you take that tax money back, you take control of your taxes and you reinvest that in more real estate, you can double the amount of real estate. You can double your wealth in as short as seven years through using the tax benefits that real estate offers and actually getting the most out of the tax benefits. Not, not the simple tax benefits. There's a lot of things. We talked about a few of them today. There's a lot of things you can get from a tax standpoint. Use that tax money to buy more real estate. And now's the time that you can buy all the real estate in the world. Um, you know, we have Canadians who are loving to buy real estate in the U.S. Why? Because it's on sale. It's on sale. There you go. All right, Tom, thanks so much for spending your valuable time with us today. We sure appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Tom Wheelwright, Certified Public Accountant. My goodness, what a wealth of information, Russell Gray. Good stuff, huh? I have about 18 pages of notes. I saw you <laughs> so, seriously taking notes over there. This is uh, this is great stuff. No, it's, I mean, to me, as a financial strategist, it's everything. And, uh, you know, the one thing that has just become even more clear to me is just how important it is to have a team and have the right people on your team. And, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I mean, I'm probably going to become a client. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. I just think, I think his energy, his passion, his clarity, uh, the strategies. It just makes so much sense. So uh, great interview. Really, really exciting. If you are interested in hearing uh, the additional uh, segment uh, with Tom, go ahead and go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and uh, you can get a hold of that. Thanks to the Rich Dad organization for hosting us here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Thanks to our uh, engineers uh, back home and uh, all of the sponsors of the Real Estate Guys radio program. Until next week, remember equity happens. Make sure some happens to you. The Real Estate Guys brought to you by Paradigm Life helping you unleash the power of infinite banking. Learn more at BeTheBank.com. Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Go to Audible.com forward slash real estate guys for your choice of a free audiobook. Suburban Residential, brand new positive cash flow houses in Dallas, Texas. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies from attorney and rich debt advisor Garrett Sutton. Texas Investor Homes, discover high yield, low risk, double digit cash on cash returns with interim construction funding. 
CDA Lawsoner, providers of professional assistance with loan modifications and the powerful REST Report, helping you level the playing field when negotiating with your lender. Find out about these and other fine sponsors under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. Learn how you can sponsor the Real Estate Guys. Call 888-489-7723. 888-489-7723. That's 888-489-7723. Once again, 888-489-7723 or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make equity happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.